welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor, and as always, I am joined by my trusty co-host, the briefcase, Casey Cobb. Casey, we took a few weeks off, but we're back in it, ready to go. How are you doing this weekend? Man, it was rough going two weeks without discussing college football. Oh my gosh, I'm just so excited about doing our episode today. You know, family kind of got in the way, had a lot of travel going on, but I'm super excited to talk about all the craziness that has gone on in the last two weeks, Chuck. Looking forward to it. I know, I know. It's been uh, it's been too long. We have had some big shakeups. We've had some undefeateds go down. We've had the the titan that is Alabama football go down at the hands of LSU. Um, we'll kind of breeze past a lot of that because it's kind of old news at this point. But um, <clears throat> we'll kind of look at uh, the AP rankings are out. The CFP rankings will come out tomorrow. Um, might kind of touch on that. We'll go over our week 10 picks really quick uh, because that's old news. And then we'll do our week 13 picks before going into the briefcase player of the week and the yeah. final take of the week. Yes, sir. Um, so, Casey, let's before we, uh, before we get into, into our picks – um, the AP rankings came out and so what they've got is they kept the top five the same. Um, so you've got, uh, you've got LSU, Ohio state, Clemson, right. one, two, three, four, Georgia, five, Alabama. A lot of people were speculating that Alabama might drop because to attack Valoa, uh, dislocated his hip and they're having to use that backup quarterback, but, uh, nevertheless, they do stay at five, and I believe rightly so. Um, and then in the A, I'm going off the AP poll, not the coaches poll here. The AP poll has Oregon at six, Utah at seven, Oklahoma at eight, Penn State at nine, and Florida at ten to round out the top ten. Casey, how do you how do you feel about that? Um, especially the top five. Uh, did you have anyone different there, or or how do you how do you feel about those rankings? Well, Chuck, I mean, I'm okay with them with, with the top four. I think LSU has proven that they are an elite team, that they are in that they are very good. They are in good shape. I like what they've got going on. So got no issue with with that at all. Hang on just one second. I'm having some uh, computer issues. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think you're right. Um, LSU has been by far the most proven team. I mean, you got to look at their wins over Auburn. Uh, L- or sorry, Alabama. Um, they beat Georgia. Is that who I'm thinking of? They beat another. <clears throat> they had another um, uh, big time win. Oh, maybe it was Florida. But uh, yeah, they just. I mean, they are by far the most proven team in the country, not just the SEC. So yeah, I think they definitely deserve that number one spot. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, they've. I mean, they've really, they've really done well and played, played. Uh, you know, really taking care of business so what well, is so annoying hang on one second stupid Mark. <laughs> god you're so, fine you're fine well i'll, I'll go first then. I'll, yeah, I'll go. i got i got it up now i do want oh, to okay. for just a second okay okay go ahead yeah lsu number one i'm great with that ohio state number two you know they've they've continued to steamroll people you know we're going to see them play penn state i know we're going to talk about that just a little bit later on um you know, Clemson, they're undefeated, arguably in a weaker conference, but you really can't you can't leave them out of it. Um, you know, I can see them moving Georgia up above Alabama, but I mean there's a little bit there, right? I mean it, it 
either way, I could see uh, I could see Oregon. I know they not the greatest schedule, but I could see them thinking about Oregon being at five, um, and maybe you know I don't just can't see Oregon in the top four, but I could see uh, Alabama. I could see a case for Alabama to be uh, the number four team, right? And you can't you can't sit there and say, oh, we're going to drop somebody down lower because our star quarterback is out, right? You got to go by what they've done on the field, what they've shown you on the field. You know, yeah, they lost, they lost a big game to LSU. Rightly should have knocked them down. But, yeah, you can't sit there and predict and say just because they don't have uh, Tagovailoa, they should be lower than they're at. I don't think that that would be a fair thing to say, you know, notwithstanding. Uh, notwithstanding. So yep. that's kind of my thoughts on that. I mean, I'm okay with what they've got here, right? I'm okay with that. Um, it wouldn't bother me if Oregon was up a little bit higher, but Georgia's got a pretty tough schedule. So, Okay, yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, AP rankings are out. CFP rankings come out tomorrow. If you had to guess two things for the top five, would you anticipate any changes, if any, and then – also, your six, seven, eight, those three teams, in what order would you have those? I don't see much changing. I could see them maybe thinking about sticking Alabama in at number four, or like you said, they could punish them for not having Tagovailoa. Um, I don't think you have a case to do much different. You know, I think Oregon is a better team than Utah. Um, now, I could see Minnesota being above Utah. You know, they did lose that, that game to Iowa, but Iowa is a decent team. And, uh, you know, I don't have too much of an issue with it. Uh, though, like I said, I could see Minnesota being above Utah because Utah's schedule has not been that strenuous either. Okay, so if anybody, you'd move Minnesota back up into the top ten. They have Minnesota at 11 right now um, at 9-1. and one. Uh, What about Oklahoma? Would you have Oklahoma sitting at 8 then? Or would oh you have... my gosh! I'm looking at the uh, CFP rankings, man. I'm sorry, dude. Oh, from last week? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> You're good. Stupid computer! Oh my gosh! <laughs> You're uh, fine. You're fine. <laughs> we're totally not on board today. Okay, I think I'm back on board now. Right? Okay, Minnesota number eleven. All right. Um, well, they're still I mean, nine and one. I mean, they still you still have a case yeah. for that, but they they punished them for losing to Iowa. I know. Shoot, I'd put them above Penn State to be honest with you. Think so. Yeah, I'd put them at nine, move Penn State down. Hmm. Well, Penn State has a big test coming up this week against Ohio State. We'll definitely preface right. that. I right. think I think for the CFP, I, I think the top five is great. Um, I'd keep it right there. I would have Georgia above Alabama because Georgia, to me, is more proven. They've beaten Florida. Um, they've been in some big games. Uh, yes, they lost a very bad game to South Carolina. Alabama's loss definitely looks better. But Georgia has the win against Notre Dame who has proven themselves. I mean, Notre Dame is definitely a top 25, probably a top 15 team. So, you know, Georgia has that on their resume. They have the win over Florida on their resume, who we know is good. And then this last week beating Auburn, they have three key wins on their resume. If you look at Alabama, Alabama doesn't have any key wins. Um, They have the loss to LSU, the very close loss that they were getting dominated at in the first (laughs) half. Um so I know, you know, we know, everyone knows Alabama's a great team, but I, I am fine with having Georgia above Alabama for now. As far as six, seven, eight, I think OU got robbed. Um, I think that is some Big 12 bias if I've ever seen it. Um, I think this is, I, I said by far, I don't know if it's by far, but this is the worst OU team that Lincoln Riley has had in his tenure. Um, 
they're just, you know, their defense is okay. Their offense is really, really good, but they're just, they don't look as electrifying. They don't look as dominant as the OU teams of the past. Um, having said that, Oregon and Utah have not proven themselves in the slightest bit. Utah's biggest win against is against a four and five Arizona State team. Um, and Oregon's biggest win is, I don't even know, USC. Um, neither team has played anybody except for Oregon losing to Auburn in the first week of the season. So neither of these teams, I mean, you know, OU, or Oregon beat Washington, who's no longer ranked. Uh, neither of these Pac-12 teams have proven themselves against anybody and will not get a chance to prove themselves against anybody until they play each other in the Pac-12 championship. So, you know, not that Oklahoma has, has played an amazing schedule. Um, they really haven't played that many teams, but I think the competition in the Big 12 is better than the competition in the Pac-12, and I think that's what my reasoning is. I mean, they have beat Texas in a, in a huge rivalry game. They've beaten but, Iowa State. They beat ranked Baylor this week. So and here's the deal. Oklahoma, right? I mean, they barely lost to Iowa, right? I mean, I mean, they barely beat Iowa. I mean, they've been Iowa close State, yeah. games. Iowa State. It's been very close games for Oklahoma, and I think they're probably getting punished for that. The CFP may come in and look at that and make a different uh, make a different judgment call there. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I and I get that, but I just think it's because the the competition in the Big Twelve is is way higher than the competition in the Pac twelve. I mean, I, I think the Pac twelve is complete garbage, like they normally are. Um, and I think Oregon and Utah are taking advantage of that. And Utah lost to unranked USC. That's a bad loss. Oregon yeah. has a better loss, but I just don't see it, man. I, I would put Oklahoma at six for right now. I'd put Oregon seven. And I might even have either Penn State or Minnesota above Utah. I don't think Utah really deserves to be any higher than nine. Um, and to even put them in the top ten is a stretch of an argument. I think the only reason they're as high as they are is because a lot of people, a lot of these sports writers are really high on Utah coming into the season, and they haven't really performed. I think it's a case of a lot of people don't want to admit they're wrong um, because Utah really – I, I just don't get it. Um, We'll see. They'll play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. I think Oregon runs that. Um, I think Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. And I think Oregon is a solid top 15, if not top 10 team. But Utah, I, I don't know. I just It's all smoke and mirrors at this point. Um, so having said all that, that's the AP rankings. We'll get the, the CFP rankings tomorrow, um, and we'll see how, how right we are. Um, right, yep. Uh, but anyways – Let's uh, let's move on to our week 10 picks. Like I said, just going to breeze through these because it's old news. Um, but we had a few games on the slate from from way back when um, we had number eight, Georgia. This is rankings at the time. Number eight, Georgia against number six, Florida. I had Georgia winning 22 to 18. You had Florida winning 28, 27. The final was Georgia 24 to 17. Um, Casey, nice I, I, yeah, I just I just. I was just going to breeze through these. If you have anything to say about any of these games, yep. you can even remember them. Um, saying good call. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Feel free to stop me, but <laughs> these are yeah, old news. Um, so the next one was number 15 SMU against number 24 Memphis. I had uh, Memphis winning 41, 38. You had Memphis winning 52, 45. The final was 54-48. You were really close in that one. Heck, yeah, I was. And I was really close in the last one, so we did, we did pretty good on these. And right. then the, the last game was number seven, Oregon, against unranked USC. 
Uh, I had Oregon winning 34-24. You had Oregon winning 38-18. The final was 56-24 Oregon. So I swept the board. You got two out of three right. So what that means for our season score um, going into now, week 13, uh, is Chuck 13, Casey – no, sorry, sorry. Chuck 18, Casey uh, 17. So Ooh, it's I've close. got the one point lead on you going into. I'm week gonna 13. even it up. This I'm gonna even it up with this with uh, this week, man. Watch me. Well, I I wish you luck. I got uh, you know we decided. I decided um, because we've deprived uh, our audience of a few weeks of content, a couple weeks of content to add a fourth game to the slate. There's not that many um, crazy good games this week. There's one really good one, but. Um, Going into week 13, Casey, let's just jump into it. Um, let's start off. I, I decided to be really friendly to our audience because a lot of our audience comes from uh, the state of Texas. So we've got a few Texas games on the slate. Because we're um, homers. We're homers, man, right? We're exactly. homer fans, dude. Yeah, we can do what we want on this show. So, yeah, suck it up, people, if you don't like Texas teams. Exactly, exactly. So let's start with probably the least important game after this last week. Um, let's start in the Big 12. We got unranked Texas against number 13, the Baylor Bears. Casey, what do you got in this one? Chuck, here's what's going to happen. Every time I pick Texas, they lose. <laughs> so you are guaranteed, maybe you're guaranteed a point with this, because I'm going Baylor. Okay. I'm going Baylor Bears, 45 to 35. You know, we saw what they did against OU. Right, they were able to. They were really able to at the first, the first uh, half and third, third quarter. They were able to really do whatever they wanted to. I was watching some of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like they're just throwing passes to people who are completely open. And OU's defense and their secondary is a little better, not much, but a little better than Texas. And Texas's secondary has not been that stellar this year. I feel like Baylor is going to be able to pick apart the Longhorns. Um, you know, I think Texas will make a game of it. Sam is still playing, doing pretty well, but I think that the Baylor offense is going to definitely outman the Texas defense. So that being said, because I picked Baylor, Texas is going to win. But <laughs> my official pick is Baylor 45, Texas 35. Chuck, over to you. All right. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's that's some pretty good insight there. Texas has definitely struggled of recent, um, but in my point of view it hasn't been because of the defense here recently i've been really impressed with the defense they've definitely given us a chance to win i've been really underwhelmed by the offense i think that's going to be the difference in this game is can the texas offense figure out their woes it's not that sam has been bad it's just they haven't been able to move the ball um consistently they've had good drives here or there but they haven't been able to put it together for a whole game so if sam can figure out this baylor defense in baylor in waco um, then I think Texas has a legitimate shot because of how their their defense with the injuries coming back um, healthy, how they've been playing. So I'm going to go Texas in this one because I'll never pick another team. Um, I'm, I'm going to say the Baylor defense is pretty good, even though that Oklahoma you know came out and exposed a lot of things in the second half. The Baylor defense is pretty solid. I think this is going to be relatively low scoring for a Big 12 game. Uh, and I think Texas needs it to be. So I'm going to pick Texas to win this one 31-27 um, in an upset win. And, uh, yeah, hopefully Texas can win this week and 
beat Texas Tech at the end of the year, go eight and four, and and uh, so, salvage this season. So, so let me back up for just a second. So, if Texas was playing Ohio State tomorrow, you would pick Texas. I'm never going to pick against Texas. That's right. I'll never going to pick against Texas. I'll find a way. I'll find a if way. Texas, to pick Texas is undefeated and they're playing Ohio State. I mean, if Texas has not won a one single game all season and they go to play Ohio State in Ohio State. You're going to pick Texas. I'll never pick against Texas. I'll never pick against Montana either. Um, All right. The All only, right. The well, only I exception, just want to clarify that, you know. I, I'll do it. The only exception is uh, March Madness. I have I pick. I always pick Montana to win the first game, and then I pick them to lose after that, unless it's <laughs> unless it's an amazing amazing matchup, you know. But well, nah, I totally yeah. support you. I support you on that. All right, <laughs> I support you. I'll, I'll always do it. Um, but because I picked Baylor, Texas is going to win. So I just want to be clear that, you know, officially, so. unofficially, that's Official, what's going to happen. Officially, unofficially. <laughs> yes. That is, I, that's a real professional, you know, college football pundit uh, here talking to you in some serious, you know, college sports lingo. Well, I appreciate it. I, I really hope they do. Um, that, it would be big. But um moving on let's go we're going in order of importance here so we've got number 21 smu the fighting mustangs against the navy midshipmen um casey navy got stomped by notre dame this past yeah, week and uh smu is is kind of recovered um from the loss to memphis but this one is in annapolis maryland you're gonna have the, the midshipmen all dressed up in their coats it's gonna be a cold one up there uh, does Shane Bouchelle and the fighting Dallas ponies come out of Navy with a win? Dude. And what a cool scene that is, you know, especially when they do that army Navy game, man, I just love that scene. Those guys were just like, you know, squared away and they look sharp, but they're not going to be sharp enough, son, for the SME Mustangs. SME Mustangs are going to win this game. Shane Bouchelle has just really played phenomenally this year. And I think they're going to go in there. I think they're going to take care of business. And I think they're going to win 34 to 28. A little, little more low scoring than what I typically think SMU's used to. Maybe he's got a, a decent defense. Um, you know, they like to run the ball, do some ball control. But I'm, I'm going with the, the ponies, man. Ponies, 34-28. 34-28 SMU. Um, oh, before I move on, uh, I should say, so the Texas-Baylor game is going to be at 2.30 on FS1. Uh, this SMU Navy game is just lost it. Oh, there we go. It's two thirty on the CBS Sports Network, everybody's favorite network to watch uh, college football. Even better than CBS, it's the CBS Sports Network. Um, so everybody will be able to tune into that game. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, let me preface my pick by saying I want SMU to win this game. I never root against SMU, I, especially Shane Bouchelle. Um, I, I wish him the best of luck. Like I, I want SMU to win this game. I'm picking Navy um, because of that triple option offense. Uh, it's a very interesting offense. It's very hard to stop, especially if you don't uh, play it that often. And SMU's defense is already suspect. And the, the thing with the triple option offense is it runs a lot of time off the clock. They, they really possess the football a lot, and they can really control the game with that ground game and manage, uh, manage the clock. So as good as SMU's offense is, I think Navy's is so time clock management that they're just going to ground them into the ground over time. Um, could be wrong in this one. SMU definitely could pull this one out, but I'm going to pick Navy 
to uh, just kind of grind this one out in a in a grindy game. I like that score. I think it is going to be lower scoring, not a classic SMU shootout. Um, I'm going to pick something pretty similar. I'm going to say Navy takes this one 33-28. 33-28 Navy in that one. It should be a fun game, Chuck, but I'm looking here, and I know that the SMS things, you know, in their conference, it's a pretty – Got a video game happier offense, even more so than the Big 12. And I think the Big 12 has gotten better with their defense. But you're looking at SMU only allows 124 yards rushing a game. So we're, we're going to see if their defense, uh, if that statistic is because they have a decent defense or if it's just a product of the conference that they play in. You know, 124 yards rushing allowed per game, that's pretty low, man. No, it's not that bad. Um, yeah. That's not that bad at all. Yeah, I think. So, I, I yeah, I think number one, it might be a product of the of the pass happy AAC, right. but I think also when you take into account a triple option, I think it's just a different beast. Um, like well, I said, like I said, um, SMU definitely could pull this one out, and and I think that offense is for real. Um, Shane Bouchelle's been running it very efficiently, but yeah. I'm just gonna go Navy in this one. I'm gonna give you a chance to to creep back in it, maybe. All uh, right, man. <laughs> But with that, this is going to make or break us. This one. That's right. We got some interesting games this week. The four game slate's going to be going to be fun. Um, but with that, we're moving into the SEC. Um, and in the SEC, we've got number twenty four, the Texas A and M Fighting Aggies against the number four Georgia Bulldogs. Casey, this one's on at two thirty on everyone's favorite network, CBS. So you'll be sure to tune into this one. Um, Are you serious? I'm yeah. gonna have to go somewhere to watch it. That <laughs> annoyed. I'm annoyed already. <laughs> the SEC has that contract with CBS, so a lot uh, of big SEC games are gonna be on CBS. So um, I guess that's why A and M has the uh, uh, most revenue for an athletic program out of all NCAA college football schools. Once again. For being on CBS, <laughs> dude, yeah, we're number yeah. one. Like AM, the AM athletic uh department is made is I, number one again. I know, but what I mean, being on CBS doesn't help that case. Uh, I won't be it sure, doesn't in. help us, it sure <laughs> hasn't helped us win football games, has it? <laughs> but yeah, so 2 30 on CBS, the number 24 AM, number four Georgia. Casey, this one's out in Athens, Georgia. AM's got a tough two game slate to finish the season. Do they come out on top over the number four Bulldogs? Listen, Chuck, unlike you, I'm not afraid to pick against my team if I feel I need to, right? I mean, I did pick AM for the upset with Clemson. I did not pick AM to beat Alabama. Um, however, that being said, upset city, son. I think oh. that Texas AM, they come through occasionally and they win a big game that people are not always expecting them to win. I think that they are built. I think their offense is built to compete with Georgia. And I think that uh, they had a week off. They got some people healed. Had a nice, uh, you know, a nice game against South Carolina. A little shaky at first, but they really got into their rhythm. I'm calling the upset. Texas A&M is going to beat down Ugga. They're going to stomp on him. Reveille's going to get in there in a dogfight, and they're going to win 28-27, to 27, Chuck. 28-27, classic SEC game right there. Um, I'm if feeling you, it. If you recall earlier this year, I said that this was the game that Jimbo had to circle on the calendar, and this was his best chance of getting one of those big wins after they lost to Auburn. Um, 
And I still think that's true. I think, you know, LSU is going to be next to impossible. Um, Georgia is a possible win for them. But after watching Georgia play this season, they have shown up in big, big games. They had their slip up against South Carolina. I just don't see this Georgia team slipping up again. I'm going to go with Georgia in this one with it being in Athens. If this one was at Kyle Field, I would pick the Aggies in the upset. But Georgia has just, I mean, they've proven themselves. Notre Dame, Florida, Auburn, they look yep. destined for a CFP, uh, CFP run. So maybe the Aggies trip them up. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just can't pick against Georgia right now, especially uh, in Athens. So I'm going to go Georgia in this one. Um, I think A&M can definitely give them a game for sure. Uh, Jimbo gets up for big games. So I think it is going to be a classic uh, SEC dogfight, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I see what you did there. <laughs> I think Georgia takes this one home uh, 27-21, Casey. So right. 27-21, um, I'm calling Georgia to take that, so, take that one home. And now the biggest matchup by far of the week. It's not as big as it would have been if Penn State would have just taken care of business. But um, we've got a big, big matchup in the Big Ten, and you're going to love this start time. Guys, if you want to go out and you want to tailgate for one of the biggest games of the year and you want to get there early and have the whole day to drink and barbecue and all that stuff, well, then you don't want to go to this game because the start time is <laughs> 11 a.m., 11 a.m. for a two a top 10 matchup against two Big Ten teams out there in Columbus. Great programming by the NCAA, the Big Ten. Whoever scheduled this is really doing their job. 11, 11 a.m. kick on Fox. We've got the number nine. Penn State Nittany Lions, the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Casey, Ohio State looks unstoppable. Do they run into a brick wall in Penn State? No, Chuck. They're going to go in there, right? It's going to be – it is at Penn State, right? No, this one is in Columbus. It's in Columbus? Oh, good Lord. No, dude. No way. Ohio State is legit. All right? Top to bottom. Strong team. Um. They're going to go in. They're going to take care of business, man. I'm, I'm saying 42-21, and it may not even be that close. I think they're going to beat the dog crap out of the Nittany Lions, son. I don't think it's even going to be a game. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, Ohio State has had a couple. You know, they beat Michigan State They handedly. They beat Wisconsin very handedly. Um, you know, but that that's really the only test they have. But, they, I mean, man, they've been blowing the, the doors off of people. And that's that's the thing. They're blowing the doors off of people they're supposed to. That's right. You're a good team. You beat teams that are decent, right? Beat a couple of teams that are decent. Michigan State, yeah, maybe not decent this year, but you know they beat teams that are decent, and they've completely throttled and destroyed teams that aren't. You know, yeah. and and that's when you know you have a team that's good top to bottom. You know, you go in there and you just kill them, right? A&M doesn't go in there and necessarily kill these teams that we expect them to kill by, like, the second quarter, right? Ohio State does that. I think Ohio State is a very strong team. And if it comes down to Ohio State and LSU playing, I'm getting ahead of myself, that is going to be an insane game. I think I think you're right. I think Ohio State is the real deal. Um, I think Justin Fields and that offense is legit. I think they're – I could see a world where Penn State wins this game, but uh, I don't really like their chances. 
I'm going to say Ohio State wins this one pretty cleanly. Um, and I like that offense. I'm going to go pretty fairly similar to you. I'm going to say 45 to 30. Um, Ohio State takes this one home. Uh, that that offense is just – well, the whole team is just really dominant. Um, so, Casey, Ohio State, real quick before we move into our last segment, Ohio State – has one of the tougher roads out. I mean, the SEC teams obviously have a pretty tough road out, but really LSU just has the SEC championship game, in which case they've already made it. Georgia, you know, they don't really, you know, the teams have pretty much played who they're going to play besides the SEC championship game. Alabama plays Auburn at the end of the year, but Ohio State has one of the hardest roads out. So they've got Penn State this week. They've got the road rivalry game against Michigan, um, which is never an easy game um, to end the year. And then they've got to either play Minnesota or Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. My question to you, if Ohio State is going to lose, who out of those three games do you see them losing to? Where's the Michigan game at? That one's in Michigan. It's in the big house. You know what, man? We were talking earlier this year about Jim Harbaugh being on a hot seat, he has resurrected that program this year. I don't know what he's done, but they're playing ball again. And I could see, because that's a that's a rivalry game, like an Auburn-Alabama, a Texas OU, where anything can happen at the big house. I could see that maybe being a game where Ohio State may struggle and they could potentially lose. I don't see them losing to Wisconsin or Minnesota or Penn State. But that one, you never know. And that, man, those people, they hate each other. That's true. Yeah, yeah. but, I, I, you know, I think even if they do, if they win the Big Ten, I, you know, they're still going to the playoffs. So as long as they don't slip up against two of those teams. Um, yeah, Michigan, you know, they, they lost to Wisconsin early, and, the, and then they lost to Penn State in a close one. But they have beaten Iowa. They did, you know, blow the doors off of Michigan State in a rivalry game, and they, they beat the crap out of Notre Dame. So – um, right. They have won some big games this year. They definitely have, have shown up. But yeah. So with that, uh, Casey, um, everybody check back next week to see how we did. Uh, again, the season score is eighteen to seventeen. Chuck ahead by one. But with that, Casey, I am ready to hear your briefcase player of the week. Let me rummage around in here and see what we got. I like the sound effects. Look through some papers here. All right, Chuck. We had some good performances over the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to bore you with details about those. We're not going to go back in time because we have a time machine. But uh, So I'm just going to stick with last week. And so I got two players on my brief place player of the week, Chuck. I've got – and they're both quarterbacks too. So what with quarterbacks? I'm going with Shea Patterson of Michigan. You know, played uh, Michigan State. Not, not that strong this year. D'Antonio is having some struggles up there, but – Solid game, man. 24 completions, 33 attempts, uh, 384 yards, four touchdowns, a, a, QB, a rating of 210, um, you know, beating a, a in-state rival. So I think he put together a, a good game. And I think, like I said, I think Harbaugh's kind of got them back on track. I don't think they're going to be firing him this year no matter what happens. So Shea Patterson's kind of shown why he is uh, why he's a top-notch quarterback. You know, he looked a little bit lost earlier this season, um, but he seems to be back on track. So I've got him as as one of my guys. And my second player of the week is uh, in a losing effort, 
right? A losing effort in a game that really looked like it got out of hand early, but turned into a little bit more of a game than some people expected. Is a John Plumley with uh, with Ole Miss, dude, against LSU. Yeah, they lost fifty eight to thirty seven. But you look at what he did. You know, not much in the passing category, but he ran the ball for twenty one times for two hundred and twelve yards, ten yards per carry, and four touchdowns. So that's not bad for a quarterback, man. I mean, to be one of the top rushers, he was in second place as far as rushing out of everybody. You know, in a in a offense that is, uh, you know, tends, tends to run a little bit. But, I mean, LSU may have shut them down as far as passing. But you see that, and that's pretty amazing. So those are my, my briefcase players of the week, Chuck. John Plumley and uh, Shea Patterson. What, what are your thoughts? Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, Plumley, thanks for, for bringing that to light. Again, you got some, uh, you got some good picks in these, these player of the weeks. Uh, I think his – Performance would have been overshadowed by the the loss to LSU. A lot of people aren't going to look at the Ole Miss box score, but um, yeah, you said he struggled through the air, and he did um, through a pick. But on the ground, 212 yards, four touchdowns—that's unbelievable uh, to put up that many rushing yards, especially on OU or sorry LSU that's known right. for their, their their strong defensive line always um, and great linebackers. Yeah. Um, and then the other running back ran for 141 yards, so. Um, they were running all over LSU, 402 rushing yards. Um, LSU could not stop them on the ground. Yeah, yeah. that does make <laughs> so, you a little nervous about LSU, though, you know. Yeah, they definitely – it was it was kind of strange to look up and see Ole Miss. Like, they, they never were really in right. it. I mean, because they couldn't stop LSU from scoring. But to see them, you know, relatively close was like, oh, wow, they're putting up points on LSU. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. It was John Rice Plumley. So, um, very, very nice. Well, uh, my final take is, is going to be, you know, a lot of uh, these past few weeks have been hard to watch. Um, one of my two college football teams, you know, Texas uh, fell to TCU. They uh, barely snuck one out against Kansas State. They looked, you know, pretty decent. And then they lost a heartbreaker to Iowa State on an offside penalty. But um, the other half of my college football fandom resides in Missoula, Montana, and there some big, big things are happening. My final take goes out to the entire Montana Grizzly football team. We had one of the biggest games in program history this last week at home against the number three in the country, Weber State Wildcats. We were number four going into it, um, and we shut them down. 35, yeah. 35 to 16, Montana took that one home. They're going into their final game of the year. It's Cat Grizz Week. I can't, I, I can't stand that I'm not there. Cat Grizz, Cat Grizz Week is amazing. So much fun. I wish the game was in Missoula. It is in Brosman this year. Just kidding. Bozeman this year. Oh, you um, should go. You should drive up there. <laughs> not going to be able to make it. But Montana State's actually right behind. There's three teams, uh, Montana, Weber State, and Sacramento State tied for that first place spot. And Montana State is uh, is sitting right there in fourth place, so uh, right underneath those three teams. Um, so it should be a great game. Uh, go Grizz. Can't wait. I'm not going to be able to watch it because it's on Root Sports and they don't have online streaming. But I will be game casting it, keeping up with it. Uh, so, yeah, Montana will definitely be ranked in the top three, at least, of the FCS rankings this, this poll. And Very got cool. Pretty decent shot, maybe of ending up in the championship in Frisco, Texas, one can only dream. So that would be great. 
we'll we'll be keeping an eye on that. But go Grizz, beat the Cats. Yeah, go Grizz. Yeah. I, I got one more final take, you know. Oh, go ahead. You know, us, us Aggie and Longhorn people are always looking for uh, some kind of rivalry to start again. And, uh, you know, I was glued to the TV the other night, Chuck, because it was the Lady Aggie soccer team versus the, the Lady Longhorn soccer team in the NCAA playoffs. And uh, the A&M women came out four to one, glued to the screen, I tell you, glued to the screen. <laughs> So we, we beat Texas in a sporting event, you know, so you got to You got to enjoy your rivalry where you can, man. I, I, I believe it. I believe you were glued, glued to that screen. Yeah. But uh, like, like I told you the other night, I'm looking forward to the, the Texas Texas A&M basketball game every year. Right. Um, I'm glad that they took a step forward in, in renewing the, at least a part of the rivalry. Um, so maybe we can get baseball in on it and maybe football will eventually follow, but hopefully, hopefully. So with that, um, Casey, uh, I think we're gonna we're all done. We're wrapping it up here, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Share us on any social media platform you want, and don't forget to leave us a rating or review. Let us know how we did. Um, yeah. So with that, uh, for Casey, the briefcase Cobb, I am Chuck Taylor, and this has been another episode of Unpopular Opinions. 